I'm glad to be back in Rio. I will finally have the chance to study all the specimens we caught. Henslow will be so proud. Uh, hold it straight, please. It felt a bit weird, unloading the beagle. It's like our trip is over and we're going home. We'll be back. Besides, there's so much yet to see here. Wait, you're going too far, Port. Sorry, it's becoming a little difficult to control. Just be careful. It's a month's worth of sun. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My spider collection is floating away! Quick! The fish will eat them! Twenty-fifth of April, eighteen thirty-two. Melush, Musters, and the rest of the Makaku party returned in great spirits from a successful mission. Captain, we made it, and not a single scratch on the whale boat. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, get some well-earned rest. Oh, you don't need to tell me twice. I've been waiting for ages. Yeah. Hold it, Musters. The rest of you can go. Okay. I swear I didn't do anything this time. Could you come with me? I'm, I'm afraid I've... I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Sir? There's no easy way of saying this. We have just received a letter informing us that... your mother has passed away. You what? I'm sorry for your loss. I can't begin to imagine what you're going through. No, 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 you... You, you, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. This, this, this can't be. This can't be true. You, you this, this. What? No. Why is What's happening to me? I'm sorry. 26th of April. Once set up in our new accommodation in Butterfogo, we determined to restore our effects from our recent mishap. This is a disaster. All the pages are stuck. Some of the ink has washed off. How long do I need to do this? Until you get it all out. Good lord, there's even seawater in my compass! Charles! Uh, why are there wet crows hanging on the clothesline? We're trying to dry them. This is really not an explanation. Also, why are you trying to resuscitate a stoat? We suffered on a miniature scale the horrors of shipwreck. Neptune raided my books, instruments, gun cases. Everything is soaked. 
But with a little luck, I can salvage some of my samples. I'm sure they'll be fine. Anyway, we're going back to Bahia this eve, and I was wondering if you fancied joining us. It'd be fun to have you on board. Oh, I'd, I'd love to, but th this will take a while. If I'm not thorough, everything will be spoiled. Henslow would kill me. Are you sure? We'll be gone a while. Oh, it's only two weeks. I'll be fine. There are so many species I've never seen everywhere. I won't have any trouble keeping occupied. Okay. Sure. I mean, yeah. Okay, I'll, um... We'll be back soon. Take care. Safe travels. His stomach is surprisingly large. Do you think roasting it might expedite the drying process? I don't know. Are stoats flammable? Huh. Let's just put it on the clothes line. Alexander Derbyshire. Oh, crap. I have been looking for you everywhere. You owe His Majesty quite a lot of money, you rat. Mr. Rowlett, um, I'm afraid you've got the wrong guy. Really? Yeah. My name is Alex uh, Henry Sampson. Alex Henry Sampson? Yeah. Yeah. It's French. Oh. Okay. Toot may excuse, Mr. Sampson. I'll be on my way then. But if you find Derbyshire, do let him know that I will come down upon him with God's fury. Thanks. Third of May. The Beagle sailed back to Bahia last night. The purpose of this trip is to ascertain whose charts are correct. Captain Fitzroy's or Baron Roussance, as there is a discrepancy in the meridian distance between Bahia and Rio. 4th of May. At our request, our host, Father Bolga, organised an excursion atop the Mount Corcovado. Father Bolga is an intriguing man. He wears a knife the size of my forearm on his belt and an even larger gold crucifix around his neck. Apparently, he was quite popular with the last queen. Portuguese settlers initially called this mount the pinnacle of temptation. I'm lost for words. It's like a watercolour painting running off to the horizon. It could honestly rival any peak in Europe. When there are no clouds, you have a picturesque landscape of Rio, the ocean, and the famed Sugarloaf Mountain. A couple years ago, while I was hiking down there, I found the body of a woman in pieces, broken by the rocks. She jumped from here and splat. A lover's leap or something. But yeah, the view's nice. Oi! Oi! You there. Ignore him. Have you seen a black man wearing a white shirt, red shorts and sandals? Answers to the name of Jeremiah. Oi! Oi! I'm talking to you. Who was that? He was armed to the teeth. That was a Matican a slave hunter. The Corcovado is notorious for maroons and runaway slaves. 
You can make a big buck hunting them. Shall we continue? Fifth of May. Captain Fitzroy, who usually only eats with Darwin, has made an exception and invited Musters and Wickham at his table. I just I wish I could have been there. It's just, it's just not fair. I'm sorry. It's one of the harsh realities of our job. We're thousands of miles away from everything we hold dear. There is nothing worse than losing a loved one whilst at sea. I lost my dog last time. Wickham! Sorry, Captain. I'm not sure what I was thinking. What do you call it? Archibald Powers. <laughs> you called your dog Archibald Powers? What? Imagine it runs off. I, I don't want to be shouting something stupid like noodles in the middle of Regent's Park. It'd be embarrassing. No offence, mate. Never have children. Well, I'm pleased to hear you laugh, even if it's at my expense. Captain, I appreciate the trouble you've gone through to support me and... And it's an honour to dine at your table, but, but my head's banging. I feel a bit dizzy. If you, if you don't mind, I'd like to get some rest. Absolutely. I just want you to know that you don't need to face this alone. Losing a friend is difficult, but a mother... What I'm trying to say is I will be there for you whenever you need me. Understand? <laughs> Thank you, Captain. Captain... Listen to yourself. I'll be there for you. Embarrassing. The kid knew what he signed up for. He's 14. No, he's a sailor in the King's Navy. You are not here to be his friend. You are here to lead him. Never forget that you are his captain. Act like it. How did that serve you? Last time I checked, I'm the one leading this vessel while you rot six feet under. Fitzroy, the boy wonder. First to graduate with top marks from the academy, you think you're special? You think you'll escape? You think you can avoid your fate? It happened to me, it happened to your uncle, and believe me, it will happen to you. Good night, Stokes. I'm too old for ghost stories. 6th of May. Having heard that Mr. Darwin was a naturalist, Father Bolger insisted upon our joining his next hunting party, his pack consists of only five dogs, named... Trompetta, Mimosa, Clariena, Dorena, Champagna, come here! Good dogs. Who's a good dog? Who's a good dog? Now, off you go. Unleash hell! Isn't that a bit blasphemous? Just watch them go. Pure killers. Come with me. I know a good spot for game. We can just pick them like dandelions in the grass. Father Bolger, if you don't mind me asking, what is the remuneration like in the priesthood? If it's money you're after, priesthood is not for you. The work is its own reward. There's nothing quite as fulfilling as being close to God. It's just... that gold crucifix round your neck looks like it's worth a small palace. That's the way of the Lord. He takes, but sometimes he gives too. Right, enough chit-chat. Pass me my musket.
This is getting silly, Covington. Come with me. Let's do some proper naturalising. Father Bolger and Derbyshire shot deer, patches and everything that moved. And in the intervals they shot parrots, toucans and everything that flies. A disillusioned Darwin requested my assistance to hunt a different kind of game. <sighs> Spiders. After a successful spider hunt, we rejoined Derbyshire and Bolger, who had gathered quite the large wagon of hides. There's a bearded monkey up there! You missed it! Oh, crap! It's gonna escape! Wait, it's not moving, it's not running away. Maybe he's not scared. I'll shoot it again! Oh yeah! I remember it. I shot it yesterday. My bad, everyone. I meant to bring it down, but I forgot. But how is it still hanging there? These monkeys have prehistoric tails or something? Prehensile. It means that they can grasp. I'm surprised it's strong enough to support the entire body, though. Yeah, science. Mr. Covington, will you give me a hand? I'd like to take it home. Sure. Do you want me to climb up? That won't be necessary. Let's just cut that tree down. You take care of that side. I'll take care of this one. Um, okay. I don't see how this is a better solution than climbing. And that tree looks awfully old. It, it seems highly wasteful. Don't worry. We've got millions of them. Why did God make the tree immobile if not to be felled by the axe? Look into the Bible. There's probably something about that. Now, Covington, put your hip into it. What will you do with that monkey? I don't think it's safe to eat anymore. I'm not sure yet. Possibly carve it out into a bin. Or maybe a skull paperweight. Or a monkey hand ashtray. There's a whole lot of furniture you can make. You just have to be a little creative. People do that? Hell yeah. It's a status thing. I know a guy with an elephant footstool. You cut down a 350-year-old tree to catch a monkey? How do you know how old it is? I counted the rings on the stump, one per year. Is that how it works? I imagine. I know. I'm going to make a shoehorn with a tail. Or a cane. So many options. Whilst the excursion into the Makaku had gone well, one of the more experienced sailors of the party, Mr Morgan, had fallen ill. No effects were visible upon his return. In fact, they were all in high spirits, but very quickly he complained of a headache and fever. How is Morgan holding up? I'm afraid his fever has worsened, Captain. He's become slightly delirious. What's the surgeon's diagnosis? It's really too early to tell. For now, we're hoping some fresh air will help his condition. OK. There is more, sir. It seems the rest of the party is showing symptoms too, Boy Jones, in particular, has been hit hard. We've set him up next to Morgan. Musters and Mellish are a little ill, but nothing too worrisome yet. They're all going to die, and there's nothing you can do about it. No matter how much you try, it's all in vain. When we reach Bahia, you will accompany Dr. Bino on shore. Find out what local doctors recommend. In the meantime, I want all of them to be resting on the deck. Yes, sir. 
This is why you shouldn't get too close to your crew. You're forgetting about your mission. You're distracted. So what am I supposed to do? Abandon them? If you do not have the determination to do what needs to be done, hand your uniform back. Wickham and Mellish were sent to get some food for the sick, but discovered that much of the preserved meat had rotted. The hold being so small, they were stored in a corner that was exposed to salt water. As a result, the tins had corroded until they burst. Ugh, the stench is unbearable. I can't give him that, it's murder. Let's at least bring them something to drink. We'll figure out the food later. Jones? You okay? We've bought you some water. Mellish, check on Morgan. Wickham. Jesus, kid, your forehead. Here, have a sip. Wickham? What do I do with Morgan? He looks like he's dying. He's talking some nonsense and he can barely move. Bring him upstairs. We'll get him some fresh air. Come. It's okay. We'll get you up on the deck. You'll see. You'll feel a lot better. Wickham? What? Wickham? What? Oh, no, wait, never mind. He's dead. God damn it, Mellish. 8th of May. Rowlett decided to stay behind to track down Derbyshire. He's willing to spare no expense, but has had so far a surprising lack of success, considering Derbyshire hasn't made any efforts to hide himself or change his appearance. Well, what do you want me to do about it? I, I thought you could perhaps tell me if you've procured him with a passport. No, the name doesn't ring a bell. Perhaps he gave a fake name? Here. I have drawn a portrait to help jog your memory. What is this? It's Derbyshire. No, that's a stick man drawing. Of Derbyshire. You can recognise him with his ginger beard and beret. Again, this is just a circle with a couple of lines for the body. This is nothing. I feel you're acting in bad faith. I didn't come here looking for reviews of my art. I'm tracking a debtor. I can pay if that is the issue. For the right information, that is. Not against the occasional bribe. But this is taking the mickey. I'm not going to rob you. Just get out. You're wasting my time. Fourteenth of May. The Beagle has finally reached Bahia. With Morgan's death and Boy Jones's situation deteriorating quickly, it was deemed vital for the other lads from the Makaku party to get some fresh air. Mellish and Musters were sent to fill one of the water tanks, while the new surgeon, Dr Bino, sought help from Brazilian experts. Oh, oh, I almost forgot. Do you have a bag, by any chance? Yeah? Why? Captain asked me to grab a couple of air samples for the ship. We need to get as many as possible so Bino can test to compare which ones will help us get better. It's a cotton bag, is that all right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Right, just give it a couple swings and tie it with a rope so the air don't get away. 
Is that enough? A couple more. And I'll think it'll be fine. Oh, oh, oh and get a sample. Get a sample from the beach. Okay. Wait. <laughs> I'll be right back, alright? I need to, um, inspect the tree over there. You pulling my leg again, Musters? <laughs> Absolutely not, Miles. <laughs> Eyebrows. <laughs> Eyebrows. Oh, come back here, you little rat! <laughs> wait, wait, time out. I think I need to stop for a minute. Oh no, you don't. I've had enough of your jokes. Oh, I'm not feeling good. Oh, just give me a sec. Masters? It looks like we were right. The new measurements confirm what we had on our first voyage. That's what I thought. Roussan's the one who made a mistake. He correctly placed the Abroyas in comparison with Bayer, but there is a four-mile difference in longitude with Rio. I see. We'll double-check that portion on the way back. Captain! Captain! Make it quick, Melersh. I'm busy. It's Musters, sir. He collapsed. Dr. Bino set him up on the deck with Boy Jones, but it's not looking good. What about the others? Everyone else has gotten better. It's just those two. And Morgan. Melersh, you were in charge. What did they do differently from the rest? There must have been something. Well, Jones and Musters took a bath in the river and Morgan slept outside. As far as I'm aware, the risk lies in sleeping on shore, outdoors, or near a river or a marsh. Those who sleep in boats or under tents, they seem less affected. I see. That's a surprisingly good observation. My suggestion would be to carry individual boats when we go on shore. That way, we can sleep in them and prevent the disease from grabbing us. Yeah, you should have stopped while you were ahead. This is futile. There is no cure. This is what it means to be a captain. You have to watch your crew drown, succumb to tropical illness, or be killed in combat, and there is nothing you can do to prevent it. You are powerless. A mere drop in the ocean, moved by the winds and the waves. Nothing. Not speaking to me today. Fifteenth of May. Rallet's determination knew no bounds. He relentlessly tracked Derbyshire across Rio and its surroundings. And as the purser, he had the means to achieve his goals. His name's Alexander Derbyshire. Pale, ginger beard, usually wears a beret, can't miss him. Do you want the full body or just an ear? What the hell am I going to do with an ear? I don't know. Most slavers are happy with an ear. When it comes to proving death, an ear's just as good as a cadaver. I don't know why you're being so difficult. He owes me money. I need him alive. Dead people don't pay debts. Uh, that's gonna cost you extra. 
My back hurts. If I need to carry a grown man... Fine. Just find him for me. Out of curiosity, when you say alive, how many limbs does he need, really? 18th of May. Boy Jones, a favourite of the crew, is at death's door and Masters is slowly following him. As far as the Brazilian experts are concerned, there is nothing we can do except hope. Masters, how are you holding up? Okay, just a little fever, that's all. Where are your eyebrows again? You really need to stop swearing on your eyebrows. Yes, sir. Anyway, don't worry. We're doing everything we can to get you back on your feet. Your father entrusted your care to me, and you better believe that I will not disappoint him. Thank you, sir. He's going to die. He's going to die, and you know it. I, um... I brought you some raisins. Uh, Darwin swears by them. Apparently, it's the only thing he can eat when seasickness gets him. Thank you, sir. You really are pathetic. How the hell did they let a buffoon like you in charge of my ship? 19th of May. Darwin and I have been multiplying our naturalising trips across the Brazilian forests. Father Bolger recommended a spot near a waterfall where we could find many insects. That's not a waterfall. It's not very imposing, but there is falling water. Fine. Whilst we were having lunch near the mini waterfall, we were interrupted by a familiar face. What the hell are you two doing up there? I like to have lunch on a tree. It allows me to experience the sublime solitude of the forest. You should try. It's relaxing. How about you, Cowper? What are you doing here? I'm here on a business trip. Lennon's gone mad. He wants monthly reports on the plantation's performance. Oh, yeah. He's a nasty character, that one. Eh, don't mind him. He's a creature of habit. Ah, there you are. What have you got for me? I got what you asked. Just give me a sec. My bag is a bit of a mess. So many customers lately. Ah, there it is. Are you making furniture as well? Wickham, I was just about to send for you. Come see this. This is not the only mistake that Rousson made. If we look at the latitude of Cape Frio in comparison to... What's the matter? I'm sorry to bother you, sir. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but... Out with it, Wickham! Charles Musters has passed away. Get out. I'm sorry, sir. I, I know you were close to the lad and his family. You did everything you could have. Get out! Yes, sir. You gave him hope. You gave him pointless, futile hope when you already knew his fate. Was that to alleviate his mental suffering or your own? Not now. At least you can now fully concentrate on being captain. 
Plus, you don't have to cope with the guilt of telling his mother of his demise. I said not now! I said not now. The 22nd of May. Charles Musters, who had recently lost his mum, Boy Jones, who hadn't yet turned 12, and Mr Morgan, who distinguished himself during the first voyage, were given full military honours in recognition of their service. Reverse Psalms! Lower on your arms, reversed! The sea is the largest cemetery, and its slumbers sleep without a monument. All other graveyards show symbols of distinction between great and small, rich and poor. But in the ocean cemetery, the king, the clown, the prince and the peasant are alike undistinguishable. Lower the coffins. This job will eat at you until there is nothing left. The loneliness will only get worse the longer you are at sea. There is nothing as dreary as the lofty, bleak and barren heights that surround these inhospitable shores. After weeks of being tortured by the incessant hail and rain, never seeing the sun, the soul of a man dies in him, and it will die in you. It's only a question of time until you join me, boy. Arms at the ready! Fire! In anticipation of the Beagle's return, Darwin and I prepared the samples we managed to salvage the most important thing is to be organised. Now let's start by sorting the specimens. OK, what's our criteria? Size? Colour? Weight? What about... taste? Huh? Let's take this big rat, for example. Give it a try. Take a bite. Well... Look, if you want to learn how to naturalise, at some point you're going to need to take the training wheels off and just ride. I taste like chicken. Okay, okay. Now let's weigh it. We need to be as precise as we can. The ability to replicate any calculations is at the heart of the scientific method. Big rat weighs flask with water, two bullets, four pellets, and a cheese cracker. Now we add the label. And pack it. Next, try this lizard. Mm, 
What does it taste like? Chicken. Ah, that's troublesome. If we were to imagine a scale of chicken-tasting animals with chickens at the top, where would you place it? Is it more chicken than the rat? Or less rat than the chicken? I don't know. It, it tastes as much like chicken as any other non-chicken reptilian. You try it. Hmm. Unfortunate. I think we might have to reimagine our cataloguing strategy. What are you two doing? We're cataloguing specimens by taste. Now get out of here, Rowlett. Not so fast. I'm looking for Alexander Derbyshire. And that makes no sense. Why would you not choose something like weight or I size? I don't know where he is. Go away. You're creepy. And for your information, naturalising is a delicate operation. It requires subtlety and insight. Oh, OK. Now piss off, will you? So I was thinking, our current strategy might be ill-suited for the massive spider collection you gathered. Are you going to eat spiders Piss too? Piss off, Rowlett! Thirteenth of June. As our stay is fast coming to an end, Father Bolger decided to show us the market so we could buy local trinkets as souvenirs. Nothing can be more wearisome than shopping here. From the length of time the Brazilians detain you and the unreasonable price they ask, it's clear they think neither time nor money holds any value to an Englishman. Fortunately, there are enough distractions in the city to ensure we don't pull every single one of our hairs out in despair. The lady told me a man was murdered in cold blood. Ah, oh, yeah, that happens. You know, big knives are quite fashionable these days. Everyone wears one, to kill animals or cut branches. It's a universal practice here. That's why murders are so common. Do people just walk up to strangers and prick them? Not always. Sometimes they throw it from a distance. Like this. It's a skill. How do you cope with so many murders? It must take a toll on the population. And the police? No, our legal system is well suited to handle this. Bim bam boom, everything's done and dusted. That's the great fault of the English system. Rich and respectable people have no real advantage over the miserable and the poor. So everything drags on. In here, you pay a little and you'll be out just like that. Quick and simple. Say, hypothetically, if one were to be harassed by debt collectors. 23rd of June. The death of Musters weighs heavily on the captain. He was a dear friend of John Musters and cannot bear the guilt of having failed him. Captain Fitzroy's spirit has slowly deteriorated. He's become morose to the point where he's unrecognisable. Captain, are you still going over the charts? You need to get some rest. Baron Roussan is the absolute authority. There cannot be any doubt, otherwise we will be crucified. I understand, but you haven't eaten today. And you haven't left your room in days. The crew are getting worried. Don't listen to that coward. He'll never amount to anything. Do you want me to hold everyone's hand at all times? Surely they can manage without my input for five minutes. I thought... Well, don't. It's clearly not working for you. Dismissed. Spoken like a true captain. 
29th of June. With the Beagle's return imminent and Rowlett closing in on him, Derbyshire was convinced it was his last opportunity to evade his troubles. So I had this friend and I, sorry he, was wondering, hypothetically speaking, if he would be able to legally change his name on the government register without any trace to the old one. <laughs> I've found you, Derbyshire. You're not a Frenchman at all. Where the hell did you come from? See? He looks exactly like my drawing. Again? Your drawing had no distinguishable features. Besides, my name is Samson. Completely different guy. Save it for someone else. Rear Admiral Baker, you can come in now. I've found the culprit. Oh, crap. Son, I'm told you are quite irresponsible with your money. Who the hell are you? Look, this isn't a Moroccan bazaar here. You can't bring your entire village. I found him, sir. You have no idea how long it took me. This fiend is a master of illusion. I'm really not. I was staying with Mr Darwin this whole time. But I found him. I found him at last. I've been looking for him everywhere. I spared no expenses. Yes, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Sit down, Rowlett. By all means, get comfortable. It's not like this is someone else's office. You've spent so much time and money trying to catch him. Even if you paid back every cent he owes the Admiralty, it would still not be enough to cover the costs of your investigation. But... And let's not mention your callous disregard for the rule of law or basic ethics. And you? You've racked up a tab longer than my arm. How can you spend so much when you live at sea? Both of you have conducted yourselves in a manner not befitting a sailor in the King's Navy. You've brought our name into disrepute and I would be well within my right to open a formal investigation into your actions. Have either of you got anything to say that could make me reconsider? Sir, in that case, I would like to petition to be invalidated instead and be allowed passage back to England. If he's no longer on the Admiralty's payroll, I have no reason to continue my own investigation. If I covered the expenses out of my pay, perhaps we could drop this altogether? Get out of here, the both of you. And if I ever hear so much as a rumour of misconduct, you will both be court-martialed. <laughs> Fools. <coughs> Excuse me? Yes? Get the hell out of my office. Oh, crap. 3rd of July. Following its successful trip to Bahia, Captain Fitzroy was summoned by Sir Thomas to discuss his performance. I've read your report. You did well. You showed a lot of initiative and humility in undertaking this voyage in the first place. It will take you far. Thank you, sir. Relax with the formalities. You can call me Tom. Okay. I thought my calculations would hold more weight if they were repeated. You thought well. I'll have my secretary send the revised charts to the Baron Roussin to inform him of his mistakes. Um, are you sure that's a good idea? Are you kidding? He'll be livid. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I suppose. What's with you? You seem a little down since you've been back. 
We lost three crew on the trip. We thought it was a simple fever, but the autopsy revealed pestilential malaria. Apparently, I sent them to a spot that was notorious for the disease amongst natives. Unfortunately, we only discovered that after they passed. I'm so sorry to hear that. We managed to accomplish our mission. I understand. But don't bury yourself in your work to forget. Grief is normal. You're still human. The sea is already rough as it is. If you isolate yourself, you'll go mad. Don't worry. I have a good crew and my friend Darwin to keep me company. Do you really think that bumbling buffoon will save you? It runs in your blood. You'll kill yourself, just like your uncle did. Mark my words. Very well. But don't put all your eggs in one basket. I've already lost one bright captain. Captain Pringle Stokes? Yeah. Have you met him? Not really. I was appointed to replace him during the Beagle's first voyage. I was never really told what happened to him. He became depressed. Isolated. He was a perfectionist, constantly afraid that he would be exposed as a fraud. And then there was the miserable weather, and he too lost a couple of crew to disease. The hardships began to add up, and he was determined to fight alone until it was too much. That feeling of powerlessness. He tried to stab himself seven times, but it didn't work. Eventually, he put a bullet through his head. He was in agony for 12 days. He remained conscious for the most part, and didn't die until gangrene set in. Poor soul. Son, I don't ever want to have to go through that again. Whatever you do, don't let it get to that point. Yes, sir. 5th of July. Today we departed from Rio's harbour. Charles, I'm glad to have you back. It gets a little lonely in here otherwise. I heard about Musters. I'm sorry, Robert. He was a good kid. It's okay. We did everything we could. What about Rio? I'm told Derbyshire invalidated himself. Yes. Apparently he had a few monetary troubles. It's a shame. He was a good lad. Present! Arms! What's going on? We had the unprecedented honour of receiving a salute from the HMS Warspite. It's usually reserved for warships leaving to meet an enemy or returning to Port Victorious. But Sir Thomas wanted to show his appreciation for the laborious and often dangerous task we are about to undertake. Thank you for listening to this presentation of The Devolution of the Species, created by Cameron Gray, Abraham de Cunyak, and George Corrigan, with original music composed by Matthew McCracken. Sims Covington was played by Christopher Adams, Captain Robert Fitzroy by Ross Kernahan, 
Charles Darwin by Rupert Sadler. Lieutenant Wickham by Richard Braben. Alexander Derbyshire by Johnny Gill. Arthur Mellish by Richard Elliott. Captain Pringle Stokes by Piers Garnon. Charles Musters by Todd Pattinson. Rear Admiral Sir Thomas Baker by Jonathan Oliver. George Rowlett by Robert Killerley. Father Bolger by Jordan Wilkes. The Matican by Matthew McAfee. Mr Cowper by Alistair Rennie. Margaret by Evie Barry. The podcast was recorded and engineered by Dax Linier at Puzzle Factory Sound Studios. This was a Feral Penguin production. For other fun things and more podcasts, please follow us on Twitter at Penguin Feral. What's going on? Are we under attack? Oh, what's happening? We bought new cannons in Bayer. It was two for one at the Arsenal. We're just shooting stuff for giggles. Try it. It's a lot of fun. Oh, okay. What do I shoot? Anything. What about that bird over there? Okay. Just light it up and fire in the hole. Charles. Robert, they told me. I I didn't realise that it would be... You missed by a mile. You need to aim before you shoot.